Nobody should be like coming up to you and like critiquing your form without you soliciting them. Well, yeah, and if they don't work there, I'm like, who are you? Yeah, maybe so, they're trying to pick you up. No, it's not like that. It's it's usually it's always older, bearded, fat men. <laughs> that's who all. That's <laughs> Want to look like this? Yeah, <laughs> straighten that back. Hey. hey, what's going on? We're back. We're back. We're back. I guess. He's going to say we're black. No. We're black. We're back and we're black. Back in black. black. I haven't drank coffee for two days. Wow. On purpose? Uh, Yeah. Are you trying to wean yourself from no, caffeine? Just, sometimes you need a break. Yeah. It's felt... I Dude, I went to Wee Spa today. So my sister... Went to Wee Spot. Oh, whoa, weird. Didn't see her there. Did you see any other white men there? Uh, Yeah. There was there one men, with the beard? Many white men. There were several bearded white men. One of them is my sister's boyfriend, maybe. Maybe. That would be funny if we were naked together yeah. earlier. <laughs> he comes in. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Um. And, dude, it's I, I love that place. It's just the best place. They really work you over at those Korean spas, right? Well, no, I don't get the massage oh, or anything. No. You just hang out? No, it's yeah, you just hang out, and it's like you, like, there's this, like, mirror that you just can, like, sit in front of and, like, shave and brush your teeth and, like, but, like wash yourself while you're in front of the mirror. It's great. Yeah. There's all the hot tubs. I like went on the roof and like fell asleep. Make sure you're talking. In. Ate some bulgogi. Yeah. Point this, point this a little more into your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> now say something. Yep. You hear the difference? Uh, no. Well, I do. Oh, uh, the cat's in here. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so but the only reason I was able to like nap there was because I just haven't drank coffee in two days. And my brain, it's like I feel just so different. Mm. I mean, it's, people are really addicted, very addicted yeah. to caffeine. And it's not even like fun to drink most coffee. Most coffee is shit. Yeah, we have those Keurig cups at work. Oh, disgusting! And I'll no, and would... I'll I'll finish a cup and I'm like, why did I even drink this? Yeah, it's, it's so like bad. drinking sewer water. I, it's I don't, bitter. Yeah, right. It's tasteless. I don't drink shitty coffee. I buy, I spend a ridiculous amount of money on coffee. I mean, it's worth it because it yeah. tastes. There's this. There's a real taste difference. Totally. It's not even not even snotty bullshit pretentiousness. Oh, yeah. What are we doing? Charles has a cat. There's a cat on. here. Which I'm allergic to. Yeah. Well, just don't touch anything. You'll be fine. Yeah. Get it cleaned up. You like that Phil's coffee that you brought in? Oh I'm yeah. A big fan of that. Phil's Good. is great. Where were you coming from? What were you seeing? So I, okay, so I just went, I had a like relaxation day, yeah, uh, which included me going to hot yoga at noon, taking the subway to hot eight yoga, Wow, uh, which is a story in its own right. But, is that uh, where you sweat in the yoga room? Yeah, but hot eight is great. Hot eight is great. The it's smell? Uh, no, hot eight is like ultra high end hot yoga. And mm. it's, it's like, have you ever been to Soul Cycle? I'm familiar. I haven't. Yeah. So there's like a set of these new workout things that are like a cult almost. Yeah. 
And so I usually go to this That's place. the model for working out now, is to, yeah, to build make a, cult. a cult. Yeah, and that's... They're trying to do that at the gym where I go, yeah. which is Function 45. There you go. And they're like, give give your partner a high five, and we've got a community meeting on Saturday. Right. Like, I just want to come here and you sweat for an hour sweat. and leave. Right. Well, but so the only two that I've ever seen that are successfully cults that really are yeah. is Soul Cycle and Hot Eight Yoga. Mm. And I think it's because it's so expensive that <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's kind of like everybody's there is like, yeah, well, we're like, you know, we pay a lot of money. Yeah, you might as well invest if you're paying that much right. money. Right. And so since it's so much money, it's like, it gets really intense. And in and, and Hot 8, there's these classes called Sculpt, which aren't even yoga. It is like really intense working out in a group of people that are like right right next to each other okay and like in an 100 and however degree room it's like really really hot and uh it's like great techno music and you're like jumping around you're like jumping and like doing push-ups and like lifting weights and shit oh but you're like kind of like you know, you're kind of like you're moving from station to station. No, you're, just you're doing no, you're it. still at, at your mat, but you're just it's like crazy, and people like like to get closer to each other. It's really weird, weird, and it's very culty. It's like always the same people, and it's like it's kind of fun though. It's like kind of great. I don't think I'd have a good time with that. Yeah, you might hate it. I get, I have such problems with unearned authority that I get when I'm at my gym. Sometimes there's guys there who are insecure about their form. So the way that they expiate that is by critiquing yours. Expiate? Yeah. What does expiate mean? They, uh, they work it out the way that they project it outwards. Uh, I, nice I may not be using that word correctly, <laughs> but I like the sound of it. Expiate. And Expialidocious. So sometimes when those guys are like, oh, straighten your back a little bit, and they don't work there... Inside, I get furiously mad. Well, that's mad. ridiculous. Nobody should be doing exactly. That to you. All right, good. I'm yeah. glad that you no, agree. Nobody should be like coming up to you and like critiquing your form without you soliciting them. Well, yeah, and if they don't work there, I'm like, who are you? Yeah, maybe so, they're trying to pick you up. No, it's not like that. It's it's usually it's always older, bearded, fat men. <laughs> that's who all that's want to look like this. Yeah, <laughs> straighten that back. Yeah, it's it's never like a hot girl. <laughs> Unless she works there and is forced to. Right. Women never give workout tips. No. They, no, no, they no, no, no. stick to themselves. Well, they need to like, yeah, they don't want to start a conversation. But men, anymore. men love chiming in. And I, really? And I That's get. That's really weird. I get furiously. This used to, when I used to do Muay Thai, this was also a problem. Like I was on my like fifth or sixth year of Muay Thai and I'd have a partner Who's like uh, pivot more when you kick? Oh, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah. I know your, what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, you're doing this because you're insecure about what you're doing, and you want to distract from that. Yeah. So, but I'm not buying that. I'm you. You can't tell me to pivot more. I'm yeah. fine. I'll work it out. <laughs> but yeah, it's always men. You just hate people giving you advice. Period. You just hate it. Um, I hate advice that I think is not appropriate and unsolicited. Like yeah. I don't want people chiming in with stuff where I'm like, no, I've got, I know what I'm doing. But here. when have you ever asked for advice from anyone ever? I don't really foresee that ever happening. I ask if I don't know how to do something, I think I'll ask. Really? Yeah. I'll, I'll look up information. You seem like a fiercely people. independent person where yeah. you're like, I'm going to figure this out by myself. I do like I'm figuring gonna, things out. Yeah, yeah. It's a pleasure for me to figure something out. Yeah. On your own. Like with podcast, I'm sure I could have asked somebody how right. to do this instead of the long chain of, 
learning that it took in order for this to sound halfway not shitty. Yeah. It was like years. And uh, if someone had just like sat down with me, I could have been like, what kind of mic should I get? What kind of setup? But because I can't listen to other people, I'm like, I'm going to do this on my own. Right. You had to like figure it out like by trial and error on your own. I'm kind of the same way as that. I think a lot of people really have a tough time asking for help, actually. I think a lot of people really like aren't good at it and they don't. They don't like to ask for help, and because I think they're just like, ugh, I hate being asked for help myself. I don't so think, it's like, but I think most people are open when you ask them for help. It's like, exactly. Hey, can you help me with something. No, I've like learned to now say like when I need help, I say like I need help. Yeah, you know, which I used to never say that. Yeah, because you feel like it makes you feel vulnerable. Yeah, to ask for help. Right, and it makes me feel like whiny and yeah. like help me. But a lot of the time, people are like, oh yeah. Yeah, no, I no th- I like being asked for help personally. I mean, unless it's something I don't feel like doing. No, but uh, it was yeah. like with my sister. She's staying here in my apartment, and she was just kind of like, "Oh, I hope it's not a big deal," and blah blah blah. And I'm like, "No, I have an extra room specifically for the purpose of somebody staying oh, here." People staying there, yeah. But it's that like weird feeling of imposition, imposition, I guess, that people. Well, I also have a super awkward family when it comes to that stuff. Like, half of my family is like really weird when it comes to asking to stay Mm -hmm. there. So I have like post traumatic stress about asking to stay at people's places. Well, I don't want to stay at anybody's. I'd rather be in a hotel. Yeah. Oh, now totally. I don't oh wanna, my god. I don't want to ever stay. No, with me anybody. neither. The older I get, the more I'm just like, never yeah. do I want to like. Oh, like yeah. Hey, I'm gonna get in at eleven thirty, yeah. and like we're gonna like have a glass of wine. And I'm gonna want nothing more than to just like not go to, to not speak. Yeah. <laughs> just like now I have to find your bathroom and ask you for three things that I need and right. you know like do you have any contact tell? solution like um, <laughs> yeah and then it's like their schedule's different than right. yours and right. you're sneaking around their house I'd rather just have slaves I can pick up the phone and say bring me a towel yeah yeah <laughs> last time I was I did a long comedy thing I stayed with like three different people oh on yeah, the trip. yeah. Uh, it was like three people in one Airbnb and Airbnb was just so much better uh, and even it, that can be bad though, yeah i don't, I, don't I, I, I kind of like hotels more yeah. than airbnbs depending on the situation but like at one house i was like staying on somebody's couch and i would i have a thing about shitting in somebody's house so during the day if they were home i'd have to like go find a public bathroom to go use because i was like i don't want to poop in their home. That's so weird that you that. have that feeling. Yeah. I have the opposite feeling. Yeah, it was just like... Oh. You don't like people pooping in your house and you don't like pooping in other people's houses. Well, I mean, I'm fine with people pooping in my house. No, you're not. It's fine. You are not fine with it, but it's okay. Well, within... People are going to do it. Within, the, spa- like it within the space of like a few hours, I'm like, you could probably schedule this a little bit better, but... That's true, but I, I like... Uh, I'm weird with that. Uh... Yeah, it's. I was in San Francisco one time, and I like went up there for a conference with my friend, and we slept on his, uh, like brother-in-law. I slept on his brother-in-law's couch. They had, like nowhere for us really to sleep. So yeah. like he slept on the floor, I slept on the brother-in-law's couch, and I had like terrible allergies, which is weird because. Like, I was like, this is, you know, it's, it was like a leather couch. I didn't understand why I was having such horrible allergies. Yeah. And I woke up in the morning. And a, like the dog runs into the room and they put a pee pad on the couch right where my head was just <laughs> sleeping. I was like, I just slept in like 
a dog piss yeah. pile. Like that's why I was having terrible allergies. Yeah. On one time I was staying with somebody. They also had they also had sorry, let me just that's all right. this. They also had uh, a what was that fucking device that was like peak Silicon Valley for a while, the juicer? Oh, Juicero. The Juicero. They, they had a Juicero. Also, they had a Juicero. And the woman in the morning, this is like pure Silicon Valley, comes out at like six o'clock. And first, she hand grinds her own coffee <laughs> <laughs> because that's what we have to do in San Francisco. Yeah. So she's like, <laughs> and then she like, and you're right there, on and the right couch. there, on the couch, like dying on the couch. And then she has to like turn on the Juicero, which goes like, <laughs> oh my god, fuck. I hate nightmare. San Francisco. What a nightmare! I hate this place. I was sleeping on this couch and I woke up in the middle of the night just like covered in sweat yeah because who knows what had been on the couch and what was affecting me yeah and you're just there like fuck yeah. and you can't get up and like do stuff like here if I can't sleep I can watch TV or I can read or I can do something right but, you're like in prison yeah, yeah, you, yeah, can't, yeah. You, can't you can't move anything. you can't speak you can't <laughs> yeah. talk to anybody That's so true yeah <laughs> staying with people is a nightmare. It's it's really when you, I think you get to a certain age, you're just like, man, I don't want to do that at all. Yeah, unless they have like a separate room for you, and you have your own bathroom, and you don't have to interact with them very often. Even like they just bad. live their own life. That's the only time I'm like, okay, this is manageable. All right. Yeah, it's just costs so much money to stay in hotels. Well, yeah, that's but, the whole reason. I mean, yeah. it's just a balance between am I going to pay. One hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars for a night at this hotel, yeah. or am I going to pay in aggravation <laughs> and, pain. and annoyance <laughs> to stay with these friends? Right. No. Either way, this is why being rich is nice, but also makes you isolated. That's true. Because you're just I can pay. To it's be a balance. Alone all the time. I can buy a building in New York and live in it and not go anywhere ever. Right. The joy of being a billionaire. So what movie did you see? Okay, sorry. So I went to Hot A Yoga. Then I went to Wee Spa, which for those who knows is Korean spa. It's just fantastic, yeah. which you can't get. It's like these places. This is the beauty of living in LA. Yeah. Like a place like this just does not exist. In Omaha. In any other city. Right. It's right in the middle heart of Koreatown. It's so Korean. Like they just nail it. Yeah. And it's like... I like fell asleep there, and then I took the train to the Arc Light. Right, I was just Which like one? on the red line all day, uh, Hollywood. Yeah, the Hollywood one. And I saw the front runner. Oh, the Gary Hart yeah, biopic. Which is the biopic about a politician who I did not even know the story at all, named Gary Hart, who in 1988 was like the front runner for the Democrats, the Dems. And uh, was destroyed by a sex scandal. And the way that Jason Reitman, who is the director of this film and the writer, positions it is that the press is to blame. Like that this is the moment when the press went from sort of having this gentleman's agreement with politicians to be like, all right, what you do personally is... We're not going to shine a camera. We're not going to camp outside your house and like wait with a camera for you to like have a mistress come over, right? Right. And uh, like this was the election where every all bets were off. You could shove a camera in anybody's face. They were following the daughter around with cameras, you know. And it's very condemning of the press. Right. It's like really points a finger at the press and is like, you are horrible and toxic. And I, of course, agree with that entirely. So I liked that. I mean, yeah. I liked him shitting on the press and just showing how ugly and disgusting it was. And I agree. I don't think... 
I think there should be a gentleman's agreement. Like apparently Lyndon Johnson is famous for saying, uh, you know, hey, uh, just so you know, like talking to the Washington Post and saying, hey, just so you know, um, there's going to be uh, women coming in and out of my office quite a bit. Just <laughs> like, And I want you to give me the same courtesy you gave Jack and just right. not write about it with Jack being JFK. Yes. And I think that's how it should be. I just think it's so dumb because it, it not not because it's not important because I can see. I mean, sure, fidelity and blah blah blah, morality. That's all important, but it becomes all encompassing. Like it, it becomes yeah. that these stupid little personal things become ninety nine percent of the coverage, right. and the actual things we should be talking about get just lost in that. That's true. He had a viral moment early on because he cried on camera oh, during one of his speeches and that was like this huge thing Gary Hart crying on camera over over the scandal yeah over, yeah yeah. so that was repeated ad nauseum and people talked about it yeah because I think it was, he was just so frustrated because it's just like such I mean give me a break fun know? fact about Gary Hart he was considering a 2004 presidential run and at the time was driving, being driven around, I think, by Ezra Klein. Oh, my God. Back when Ezra Klein was a fresh-faced youngster. Yeah. Getting in, dabbling his feet in politics. Right. And Gary now Hart Ezra Tribune. Klein would be first in line to shut down the next Gary Hart. To cover the Gary Hart's. Yeah. Was it good? Did you like the film? Um, I mean, I was, yeah, I did. I thought Hugh it... Hugh Jackman? It was Hugh Jackman. I mean, you know, Hugh Jackman is good. He's not, you know... Uh, incredible. You yeah. know, he's good. Did he look ripped? No. I don't think no, Gary Hart was... No, the, he was refreshingly unattractive, Hugh Jackman. Okay. Um, Takes and, his shirt off. Slowly. And, uh, you know, it's very, like, Sorkin-y, like, uh, here's all the people, like, talking and drinking and right. quippy quip quips. I mean, you know, not as horrible as... I, Hollywood has been destroyed by quips, in my opinion. But, it's uh, very quippy. It's so everything is quippy. Yeah. I saw Halloween also. Oh, how was... And I walked out. Wow. Equips. Destroyed by quips. Interesting. I didn't know yeah. it was quippy. You uh, saw it? No, I didn't uh, I didn't see Halloween. It's... I deeply despised it. I mean, mm. I was like, this is just... It's, Are you a fan it, of the it, original? Oh, yeah. Okay. Dude, I was like a huge Halloween fan. Like, I saw all of them. I and was it, was, really... it had too much unnecessary humor... Was that what was going on? It's like just, to relieve tension, right, where yeah. they feel like they have to do all the like, time. Like really, really that you know that oh, thing, God. like that thing, like millennial speak. Like we need to throw in like three millennial speak moments where it's like, oh wow, like how clever. Why do they do that? It's and it, are it we destroys, incapable of having know, serious of having moments? serious emotions? Is it's that like what it, it is? destroys any true sense of like actual horror? Yeah. You know, that could yeah, possibly it lowers be. the stakes right Yeah, because it's just like, oh, we're in clown world. Yeah. Like, everything's fake. Like, obviously, this isn't real. Like, you know, there's no actual anything. We should do an episode where we, like, pick a few examples and just, yeah. like, pick over the really worst quip moments that ruin scenes. That just ruin scenes. Maybe we should do that in the and new year. They just year. ruin movies in general. Yeah. I think it's because it's like, oh, you know, there were a couple superhero movies that it worked for. Yeah. And now every fucking movie has to just be full of quips. Like the new Jurassic Park. I, it's just quips, 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 quips. Yeah. You know, here's a funny thing about It's like the sitcoming of movies. Yes, the sitcoming of movies. That's yeah. a, that will be the title of the episode. The sitcoming, the sitcoming of yeah. movies. Because it's moved out of TV. Right. Because a lot of comedies and stuff kind of, they don't do that sitcom-y <laughs> quip and dialogue 
thing all the time. Yeah. I mean, some do, obviously, but that's fallen out of favor as a sitcom trope. And now well, I don't know if that's true. I think Big Bang Theory is still like number one. Yeah, I mean, there's obvious exceptions, but it's yeah. not like everything used to be that way. Like right. it would be like sitcom, and then somebody's you know plot movement quip, plot movement quip, plot movement quip, and there was never any like real people dialogue ever yeah, spoken. Right, and now that's infected blockbuster films. It really has, yeah. and it's everything that could possibly be moving or cool yeah well the audience might get uncomfortable yeah now we need to make sure they know that these people speak like millennial talk you know like (laughs) international millennial talk like hashtag oh you know (laughs) hashtag weird (laughs) I'll, i'll be curious to see the movie now just for that reason yeah it's really sad a lot of people seem to like it though which uh halloween I think that's just total bullshit. bullshit. I don't think anybody likes it. Mm. I it's just bad. It's well. just a bad fucking movie. Well, my mom saw it and she was texting. I asked her how, what she thought of it, and she wrote "silly." Yeah, it's silly. It's it's great. Her, yeah. It's a great, great way to describe it. It's just like so. It's not scary. No. It's dumb. It's also like part of the old Halloween was that they really embraced gore in like a really serious way and it's like they try to do that sorry hold they they try to do that here but they don't really they don't you can tell they're afraid in a weird way afraid to they're i mean they're afraid to have like really bad violence against women mm. You know, like like it's like that was the entire purpose of the Elliot Roger. <laughs> yeah, they're they're afraid to sh- depict. You know, I mean, as fucked up as it is to say, part of what those original movies, part of the like subtext of those original movies was like, oh, when you're stabbing women, co- yeah, when you're a hot college girl behaving, when you're like having sex you're gonna get fucking murdered and that's what you like well no i mean i don't think i like it but it's like <laughs> i i we need more of that though they were successful for a reason i mean like the people having sex were always the ones that got killed right did you see the rob zombie halloween, uh, halloween from uh, 2007 no. yeah i probably did it's extremely violent and not scary right and that's it's just like pure violence yeah it's yeah. very i like like his first two movies, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, but then he made Halloween. I was like, no, this is, you didn't do this right. Like, mm. this not not correct. Yeah, yeah, very very overly violent. My fi- have I told my favorite Halloween 2007 story on here? No, where maybe. I went to go see it, and there was a family with like a two year old girl. In, in the movie theater Ugh. and it's extremely it's a hard r like it's not <laughs> it's not a soft r rating and the beginning of the movie little boy michael myers beats his parents to death with a baseball bat and the little girl starts screaming and crying oh in the theater, my God. just sobbing and her mom is like dragging her out and she's hissing at her husband she's like it's too much for her <laughs> it's too much and I was like, oh, I'm glad that you're taking her out of the theater, but she should never have been it's like, in the theater. Crazy? It was too much for her to even go into. Yeah. I don't know why you would. Why like, would I understand wanting to go see a horror movie and you got kids and whatever, but it's like, you know. Dad was like, come on. Yeah. She won't know what's going on. Yeah. Oh, she knew. Yeah. <laughs> she knew and was not happy. 
fucked up. I don't know why I have such a strong memory. I can't remember much about the film, but that moment has always been seared in my brain. It's this really bad, selfish parenting. Yeah. Totally thoughtless. Wow. Yeah. So thumbs down for, for those. For Halloween, the huge thumbs down for yeah. Halloween. I, the the two mo- worst movies I saw this year were Predator, which was even worse. The, mm. There was nothing worse than the Predator. The, wow. That was really bad. An F. Mm. Uh, and bad. for the same reason, for the same reason, it was like cartoonified. Wow, it was cartoonified to the point where it was just like no emotions. Yeah. Like you don't feel anything for any of these people. And say, basically the same thing with uh, Michael Myers. It was just like cartoony cartoonified for all audiences that's what i loved so much about mad max fury road is the total absence of that yeah like i don't i can't think of one real quippy out of character moment no right it was there's very little quips just totally fixated on its story well and it's amazing action and it lets you really like get into the action because it wasn't like constantly yeah you weren't constantly taken out of it yeah and that's a movie that proves that you don't need to do any of that dumb horse shit yeah you can have this crazy world and well it's just because the people writing and reading screenplays are assholes but the the guys that wrote the predator were shane black and fred decker yeah but they're not what what else have they written shane black is wrote lethal weapon well, and okay. a whole bunch of 80s films. Shane Black wrote the original um, Predator, I think. Or maybe he was just in it. I, I think remember. he was like partially yeah, involved yeah. in some way. I think he was just in I it. I mean, th- those are old studio hands. They're not They're not u- young new filmmakers. They should know better, ostensibly. Oh, it was so bad. Yeah. It, it's a, there's a whole trend of these things happening. You know what else was a similar kind of deal? Was Kong Skull Island. Yeah, I don't see that one. Similar either. deal. It's like cartoonified quipland of this, you know, like rehashed. It's just garbage. Yeah. It's just garbage made by garbage people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen none of those films, and I don't feel bad. I don't feel like I'm missing out. No, you really aren't. You really aren't. I saw You Were Never Really Here. Finally watched oh, that. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lynn Ramsey. Yeah, we've talked about that. You thought it was going to be a big, or you think it'll be a big awards winner? Are you revising no, that I now? I think I'm, I'm going to take a mark down on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it will. Maybe Best Actor for Joaquin Phoenix. No. Maybe no, a few no. acting awards. Um, I saw First Man. Oh, you did see yeah. it? I'm boycotting. Why? Oh, you don't know this, this thing? The bullshit uh conservative uh no it's true nonsense no they they interviewed him about it and he was like oh yes i omitted the flag on purpose because it's a global achievement um i don't really i don't know what your source is on that one because i've seen the movie yeah and the flag being planted in the film is irrelevant to the story of the movie well that's what he should have said but he came out and said we view it as a global achievement Mm, i'm not uh we'll see you can look it up. You look it up on your phone. Um, I saw it and uh, I liked it a lot. It's actually quite good. Um, v- fairly long film, but pretty involving. Great special effects. I liked it a lot. I thought it was good. The flag planting is just irrelevant to the to the story because it's a movie about Neil Armstrong m- more so than the space program. It's sort of about like, oh, what. What kind of person would be this type of dude that would be the first man to yeah, walk on the moon? Okay, so Ryan Gosling 
Who said? Said this. Okay, that's not the filmmaker, though. Uh, hold on. When asked why, okay, why did they omit the scene where the flag was planted on the moon? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> when asked why, lead actor Ryan said that everything involved in getting to the moon transcended countries and borders. I think it was widely regarded in the end as a human achievement, and that's how we chose to view it. Hmm. So that's pretty distinctive. Yeah, but that's Ryan Gosling didn't write and direct the film. Well, I'm so. sure the globalist douchebag Damien Chazelle agrees with him. So you on. haven't you also the man behind La La Land, yeah, which is fine. You uh, you haven't anything. you haven't proven to my satisfaction. All right, whatever. You've seen the movie. I haven't. So so you're saying it's it's, it's very focused on Neil Armstrong. It's right. a movie about him, and he's kind of a strange dude. He's super introvert. Uh, very hyper focused. His daughter dies young, and that kind of haunts him oh, throughout hmm. the course of the movie. So it's very much about this guy's sort of right. inner it's determination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the flag is in the movie. Like the flag, you can see it. It's there. It's not like they. But there's just not omitted. the moment of the plan. Yeah, because the the yeah. moment that he has in the moon is more about his grief over his daughter and that sort of thing. Right. So I saw it in IMAX. I thought it was very enjoyable. You liked it. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was good. I don't know. I I already hate Chazelle. Yeah. So it's like if I already You like hate Whiplash, him. though. I loved Whiplash. Although, I will say. So I loved Whiplash the first time I saw it, I think, just because I was so surprised. Yeah. Uh, but when... Because I, I went... I was like an early Whiplash adopter. Like, okay. I was... I saw it randomly by accident. Hipster kind of. Whiplash. Yeah, I was hipster Whiplash, for, for sure. So I was like, damn, this movie's Hip-lash. amazing. And then... I went back and watched it again, mm-hmm. and it does not hold up very Interesting. well. It kind of falls apart. I only watched it once. Um, and I fucking, obviously, La La Land is like culturally- Listen to our episode. Everything I stand yeah, against. Amazing episode. And uh, so once I heard this thing with the American flag, I was just like, oh, fuck off. Yeah, I disagree. I remember hearing that controversy, and I was like, this sounds like overheated nonsense. Well, it definitely it is. is. No, I mean, it's absolutely overheated and nonsense. I, and Ryan Goss, I mean, who knows? I don't think Ryan Gosling speaking for the film, but I thought as a portrait of a guy, which it is, of Neil Armstrong, I thought it was a good film in that respect. No, I mean the conservative... Very very non-traditional type of space movie, Hmm. as opposed to like Apollo 13, where it's like, oh, everybody's working together and it's got a happy ending. It's very like a very somber movie, no quips, and overall pretty enjoyable. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I also saw a story. I don't born. know. I don't really want to see it, but I because of this. But it's true. I'm being a stupid idiot and letting the internet dictate my behavior. I mean, it's like these conservative news sites. They need things they need to content. whip. They need yeah. yeah they need pe- well, they need things to get people outraged like, about. Like, it's like all other media. Hollywood didn't put the flag on the moon. Yeah, it's you such know, a non-issue. It's like, yeah, and in the, yeah, in, yeah, the I agree. in the movie, it's a non-issue. I and mean, I, I I don't I don't care about them not putting it in there. It, the response was so fucking annoying. Yeah, especially. From, you he know, should have Canadian just said, "This Ryan is a Gosling. movie about Neil Armstrong." Yeah, but it's, it didn't fit. They yeah. just should have been like, "Oh yeah, well, it has you know the flag's in it a million times." It's just that scene didn't make it in. Yeah, but for him to then turn it around and be like, you know, because it's not a global achievement. I mean, it's an American achievement. Right. So it's and like, Neil Armstrong's very American. He's a very American guy, yeah. exactly. So he's I didn't, very, especially like Canadian. Brian Gosling's fucking Canadian. He's so very Midwestern, like stoic. A lot of the movies about that type of person, that type of guy, being, being yeah, guy. yeah. And I saw a Star Is Born. I saw a Star Is Born too. Oh, what did you, what did you think? So, here's what I'll say about a Star Is Born. 
I my judgment of a good movie no. is whether I think about it in the following days. Right. And I thought about A Star Is Born a lot okay. after I saw it. My judgment of a bad movie is a movie I just forget about immediately. Right. And uh, I there were parts of Star Is Born that I hated and I was bored and I was annoyed. But I really did think about that movie a lot. Mm. And so all said and done, it's like, you know, I, it, 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 it kind of like went for it with the real emotions, yeah. you know, and I kind of respect that. I liked like the first half yeah. hour to I 45 minutes. Yeah. And then the rest of it, I was like, I don't care about anything that happens. That's kind of how I felt the same way. I was like really into it for the first hour and a half. And then it just went on and on and on. And then it's like the singing at the end. I was like, oh, okay, this is just, I don't care. Yeah. What, by the spoilers, 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 by the time that. Bradley Cooper kills himself at the end. Yeah. I was just like, I feel nothing about this. No, right. I, I could yeah. not care less that that he did that. Like, right. It's just so But that those first scenes until she goes on stage for the first time, that those are pretty powerful. It's like and I, I wanted to hate it and yeah. it's like I couldn't I went in <laughs> I didn't I didn't know one way or the other. Um there was some overhype when it came out that was bothering me. Yeah. There's a lot of like gay men that love Lady Gaga and they're just like flapping about it. I said, okay, this is going to be annoying. But she was fine. I actually liked she her. She was not bad. The best. She really was I didn't bad. like Bradley Cooper very much. Oh, you didn't? No, he was sounding like Heath. He was doing a Heath Ledger and Brokeback Mountain voice the whole time. <laughs> yes, and he then really was. there's this. <laughs> That's very true. That scene. And he's not as good at it. <laughs> no, he's not. I would rather him been doing the Rocket Raccoon voice from... You know, Guardians of the Galaxy and the Avengers. Right. Yeah. That would have been a more fun voice to come out of his mouth. And it's, it's, there's, well, but the good thing was at least they put, what's his name? At least they put Sam Elliott in to say, you stole my voice, which was like, you did steal his voice. Speaking of which, that scene when they get, there's a scene when Sam Elliott and Bradley Cooper get into a fight. Yeah. It's the worst written and acted thing that I have seen. This year. When it's like them face to face. And they keep saying, (laughs) they keep saying fucking every word. You were dad's grave. You fucking moved it. And they kept, they they keep saying it. It doesn't sound right when they do it. It's so. And what did you think I was going to do? Sit on it while you're out here. I'm taking care of you on the tour. Yeah. Yes. And they have very expositional dialogue where instead of showing this relationship, they're just telling each other things. Right. It's, I was horrified because I love Sam Elliott and I was like, this This sucks. This blows. Well, this was asking for a lot from Sam Elliott. They were making Sam Elliott like really show some emotions in this one. I mean, but I, I agree. It was really inconsistent. There were some scenes I were like, (laughs) I was like, this is like really bad. Yeah. Um, but, there were also some scenes that like really worked really yeah. well. And the singing, you know, it's like... Yeah, it was fine. It's kind of good. The music was fine. I don't know why Bradley Cooper was always greasy and dirty. Well, it's also like, I'm a complete alcoholic, but I also have rippling six-pack abs yeah. <laughs> when I take my pants <laughs> off. Yeah. It's like, what? Bradley Cooper's in very good shape. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm also completely I, destroying my body. Yeah. I, I drink alcohol all the time. <laughs> Another thing that was weird was... The voice he used, 
I, I expected that to be like his drunk voice. And then right. when he wasn't drunk, he'd be like a little bit different. So you could kind of distinguish, but he's yeah. just that way all the time. That would have been, that would have been, uh, that's smart. That's like, yeah, that, that would have been the character. He yeah. Gets into. And he's greasy. I don't know why he's so greasy throughout. He's just greasy. His hair is always looks disgusting. Right. Well, also that character is completely not realistic. Right. Like there is no country singer that any like, you know, I think they shot that in Highland Park. Yeah. Like that any like <laughs> Hispanic store clerk in Highland Park would I mean, that's okay. Not that Hispanic people don't like country cuz they do, but it's like I don't think there's any like mega star country singer yeah. that would be recognized everywhere he goes. Like, who would that be? Maybe Garth Brooks in 1990. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe Garth Brooks like a long time ago. Yeah. You know, maybe like Blake Shelton now, but only because he's on American Idol yeah. and is totally not this character at all. Like, this character is like a like a serious country singer with yeah. who like makes good lyrics. Like, you know, like a an artist. Merle Haggard, yeah. like old type. Well, he's of- also like halfway based on Eddie Vedder, according to what I've read, that oh. part of the inspiration for him was like Eddie Vedder. So, but, but that's Eddie also Vedder weird. Fucking country. And Eddie Vedder is not a solo artist. And nobody like would the- recognize Eddie Vedder in yeah. Los Angeles. 95% of people would not have any idea yeah. they were talking to Eddie yeah, Vedder. Yeah, it felt very otherworldly a right. lot of the time. I was yeah. like, this is a different, this is like. It's not a real world. It felt like a movie set in the 90s in a lot of ways, but with all like modern trappings because people see her on YouTube at the concert. Yeah, right. Which right. I'm also, I'm like, that's that not really, that nobody's, never, yeah. that's not really how those things go viral. Yeah, just point. because of your voice. Like, no, yeah. that would never happen. Yeah, there's plenty of concert footage on YouTube and most of it is shit. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, there's never like, oh, a star is born on YouTube yeah. because she has a great voice and somebody brought her out on stage. Like, yeah. That's never happened. Yeah. I mean, where, how are you going to find that moment? It was very like not, realistic in in those ways which didn't bother me until the movie was chugging along and i was just getting less like who cares like invested in the story and so i was looking at all the dumb bullshit and going okay this is weird and then by the end i didn't give a fuck yeah yeah it's very over the top but i don't know i do appreciate that they really like it reminded me of older movies of like when you used to go to the movie theater and be like actually moved by something, yeah. God forbid, which never happens anymore. There's ever. no quips. Or, yeah, or not n- a lot of quips. No, I can't think of any real. Yeah, because they let those characters really like be themselves, yeah. which was cool. You know? Yeah. I saw, oh, the best, have we even talked about this? I think the best movie I've seen all year by far was um, Free Solo. Free Solo? Free Solo. It's a rock climbing documentary. Oh. It is so, so good. Yeah. It is unbelievably good. It's about the guy, right? Far and away the best movie I've seen in a really long time. Yeah. I was like, that movie went by in like two minutes. And I was with my friend who's also like a huge movie guy. I was like, yep, that was the best movie I've seen in a really long time. Nice. And the crazy thing was, it was like three weeks into the release at Arclight and the theater was packed. Wow. Because I think people really like word of mouth. Yeah, for this word of really. mouth can be powerful. Yeah. If it's right. And this movie is so good. We're we're in a real great time for docs because the available filmmaking tools to like really improve your docs, like drone cameras and GoPros yeah. and everything, is really making a fully cinematic experience happening for documentaries in a way that didn't used to be the case. Because you'd be lugging around some giant fucking camera, following people around. But now I think there's a lot of cool opportunities. 
Well, and I think you can get away with stuff as a documentarian. It's like, whereas now when you're writing a character or putting a character on screen, according to the critics, that is now a political decision. Mm. So I just read like a few reviews of uh, Front Runner, which is the movie about Gary Hart on the way here. And they're all mad. I mean, because it's shitting on the press, right? right? So the press is mad that it's being shit on. They're like, this is not the message we need right now. Mm. Literally, there's a thing saying the message is wrong about this. Yeah. Whereas with a documentary. Yeah, it is what it is. You, you can't really get pissed at the documentarian for like showing real life. Yeah. You know, like you can uh, maybe a little bit, but you know, it's not like you can blame them for having the wrong message written into their movie. And that's so true of Free Solo because it is like. The main guy is like deeply, uh, he's just such a like unique human being who does refuses to conform to like what he's supposed to do. And he's a free solo climber, which means he does this completely insane thing of climbing huge rocks with no ropes, which is like terrifying. I mean, it's not terrifying. It's not only terrifying. It's like, ridiculous so i mean it, it's like nobody it's like i'm sure I'm, I'm sure people will try to make this illegal yeah um because yeah i mean there's a very very large chance that you will die yeah and i don't even know how you would start there's got to be some moment when you just start doing that and i think I'd be it's curious about what that switch over is well it's like th- people who are just so thrill seeking you yeah. know and it's got to be like you're rock climbing and something fails and you survive and the rush that you get from that surviving it is makes so you great feel like that you're you like, can do oh anything. i need that again right that's got to be tied to it somehow well it's like also like you know instead of shooting up a school i'm gonna go like do this crazy <laughs> thing so <laughs> so and he's kind of like that too like he's a little bit autistic mm. and uh he's such a cool Elliot character Roger, yeah. he's really he is like pretty like thank god he found this fucking outlet because otherwise he like would be shooting up school but uh, alex honold is his name but anyway so he a huge character in this movie is this girl yeah who is effectively a groupie. Mm. So he like went on a book signing and this super hot, this girl's like gorgeous, blonde, like comes to a book signing with her friend and like meets him afterwards. And it's just like, oh, I thought he was so cute. And he's like a huge weirdo, like probably never, you know, isn't really that into girls, but she's so hot that clearly he like, ends up getting with her after this book signing and she becomes his girlfriend Wow! and like follows him around. But she doesn't really know shit about rock climbing. Like she's not like a rock climber. Like she's just like some hot college girl, basically. What would a rock climbing groupie be called? Mountain pounder. (laughs) Mountain pounder. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, so anyway, she, uh, Summit slut. There you go. There we summit go. Sluts. <laughs> Fucking summit slut. So she's not even really like a summit slut, though. She's <laughs> she's just like a normal slut. Coined it. <laughs> and uh, no, she's actually a very cool girl. And I think what really the is relatable about their relationship is she really likes him, obviously, because he's this like badass, crazy, famous rock climber who's like doing this totally edgy, crazy ass thing. But simultaneously, she's trying to get him to stop the whole time. Oh, wow. You know, because she can't help it. I mean, she loves the guy. Yeah. 
he's going off and there's like a 50% chance he's, she's, he's going to die every right. time she like says goodbye to him. So you can't really blame her. But at the same time, you kind of like are annoyed at her because you're like the whole reason you like this guy is because he does. Yeah, this. as soon as he stops, right? You're gonna, gonna you're gonna not like, gonna like oh. him anymore. And I think she's she like knows that. Like she knows it too. Like yeah. she she has like this kind of acceptance. And the coolest part is he does not give a fuck. Like he try, she tries to convince him, and he just goes, "No, I'm doing it." Like, <laughs> like he's just so dead about it. And it's really cool. It's a really cool movie. Very sad news. <laughs> We're going to be ending this podcast. Temporarily. Temporarily. We are uh, going on a little break yeah, in time break. for the holidays. This is very normal. Most podcasts do this. Yeah. I mean, we've continuously put out episodes since like time. July of 2017. There hasn't been a week, I think, that we've missed an episode. So Yeah, we're due. Isaac and I are both have Christmassy plans. I don't really. Oh, well, I do. do. <laughs> I'm going out of the country. I'll be in Ireland and the UK for Christmas. So uh, I'll be back in January. So this will be the last episode you hear until 2019. Very yeah. exciting. And we'll be back and better than ever. Back and better than ever. Maybe we'll add a new cast member, a Poochie mm. type character that's hated by all. Poochie. I don't know who that is. Poochie from The Simpsons. They... Uh, it's this episode where Itchy and Scratchy add a new character oh, called right. Poochie. And then there's like a random dude that also starts hanging out with the Simpsons. <laughs> a parody of like the great gazoo from the Flintstones. And uh, Wow, this is getting deep, deep. You remember the great gazoo? No. The great gazoo was in later seasons of the, Sim- of the Flintstones. And he was a little green alien that only Fred could see. So it was like, okay, we've run out of premises for this Stone Age show, so now here's a little green alien that only Fred can see. Weird. Like the, the Brady Bunch had added Oliver. A lot of shows that are on the downward slide, they add a new character, add some character. Wow. To, to spice things up a little bit. That's interesting. There should be a word for that. Yeah, like I, jumping the shark, you know, like yeah. it's a, but like what's the word? I think for it's a, I, th- I think the poochie is kind of maybe not, but that's that's what I understand poochie, poochie to be yeah. is the poochie. That's a poochie. That's a poochie. Yeah, so we're gonna have a poochie. Right, we gotta get a poochie. On. We gotta, we I gotta, like this. We this should, is a good article. This should be written. We should we should just randomly add a third person and never acknowledge that <laughs> we have this third mic that's here, and then they can just be gone one day, and we'll never talk about them again. Mm, who would it be? Who, what would our awkward poochie be? I don't know what to think about it. Write on the forum. Tell us. Write us emails. What guest would you like to see as the poochie third mic? Yeah. It could just be like a huge like nerd of something really specific. Yeah. Like somebody who's that like... That keeps bringing it up every yeah. time. <laughs> like wrestling. Oh, no. I, I, I know someone. <laughs> I know <laughs> a special someone. So no uh, podcast until January 2019. We'll see you then. Hi, thanks for listening to this episode. We're going to do some plugs now. This is just fucking tiresome. Yes, it is. I'm so sorry. You can turn it off if you're listening to this. Please email us at notahugefanpodcast at gmail.com. 
We will read your email and perhaps read it on air. Join our forum at nahf.boards.net. Sign up for an account. Please rate and subscribe to the podcast on your platform, or if your platform doesn't allow ratings, do it on iTunes. It's very helpful. We're also available on Spotify, Player FM, Spreaker, a million places. Podbean. Podbean. Google Play Store. Anywhere. You can get it <coughs> literally on any yeah, site that has an podcasts. Android, we're all over that shit. As an Android user, I now know that a lot of podcasters like don't pay attention to their Android presence. Right. And it's very important. Um, also, if you want to find me, uh, you can look up Vandal Press on Medium. Uh, there's a website, VandalPress.com. There's a Twitter, Vandal, which is Vandal Press. Uh, you can find, that's my little writing project. Uh, you can follow my website at isaacsimpson.com and uh, you can LinkedIn me. I kind of like being LinkedIn. Mm. You can find me on all social media. <coughs> on my, thanks for coughing, coughing during my during play. You can. Don't pay attention to Charles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> More attention for me, no attention for him. You can find me on all social media as Funzeroni. My website is funzeroni.com. You can go there. Thank you. Bye. Okay, bye.